Jesus mm. Christ. You get a text and shot in the arse. I had to get it's in the arm this time. No, it's not in the arm. Oh, it's in the arm. Yeah. They've shot yeah. you in the arse too much. <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. I, I'd, I'd say that they must have so got wrong. into they must have got that into trouble so over wrong. the years masking people to move their trousers. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. And you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Yes, your main homie, your main dude, the guy from Limerick is back in the hot seat of the Irish Photography Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by my compadre, my homie, the Hobadown in Corkig. Darren J. Spoonley. How are you, pal? Absolutely marvellous, boy. How about you? Um, good good vibes, man. Good vibes. Happy face of me, boy. Happy puppy. Yeah, You seem to hard. have it. Like, yeah, there's no big old smile there in the face. Like, you know, you're so excited to be back onto the podcast. That's what it is. You're like, yeah, man, I missed it. I missed it. I missed talking <laughs> about cameras and shiny and all things. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, no, no. I actually missed hanging out with you, buddy. Being totally honest, with you. it's nice to get back on the mic. If I'm being, if I'm being honest. Well, you know what? But don't tell anyone I that. You. I missed you too, man. I missed you on it. Like, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I got Mally to fill in. I think Mally did a great job there with the old episode. He did an epic job. And you know what? I was actually very interested in what I'm talking about his bag, and he has some very, very valid points. And I might look into maybe switching it up myself because he has a point. It is a heavy bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to save as much weight as I possibly can. And today's podcast will kind of give a better insight about weight saving as, as well, also. But come here, what have you been up to? Have you any news for me? Uh, yeah. Go on. I had, Shed a, whoops- your, uh... I, I had a whoopsie. <laughs> what happened, yeah? Uh, I kind of uh, broke myself a bit. Mm. Normally, hold on a second. <laughs> oh, normally, when people break themselves, everyone just seems to look at me. And it, to be fair, it is usually me. So it's nice to see someone else break themselves for once. <laughs> what happened yeah. to you? I, Tell you the know, world your story, Darren. I am an idiot. You know, I have a phrase I always say. I say it to you a lot, actually, which is there's no point in being stupid unless you show it. So, you know, this is something in regards to me and my stupidity. So, yeah. And uh, on Sunday, I had an opportunity to go out with a friend of mine. He was looking for some uh, footage off the coast mm-hmm. of Cork. You know, so I said, absolutely, jumped to the chance of it. And it was a beautiful day. You know, everything was perfect. I mean, I had an absolutely incredible trip out there. And I couldn't get over the fact that Everywhere we looked, we saw so much wildlife. We saw dolphins, right? We saw minke whales. We saw a f- feeding frenzy going on off off the coast, which was absolutely incredible. And I was there to try and record footage for him, right? So mm-hmm. next thing we got to the old head of Kinsale, and the old head of Kinsale is beautiful, but you can't get to the old head of Kinsale ordinarily because the whole thing is cl- closed off in the golf course. But we were able to get to it from the other side, outside on the water. And I went around and exploring around that area, found a couple of interesting things that I was looking for before. And then I said, okay, I'll get some footage for... Jason. So I sent the drone up at the old head of Kinsale. We recorded our footage and the footage is, okay, pretty nice, like, you know. And as the drone was coming down, I was compensating. I mean, I already had it up and down around four times until I got out there. So I knew what I was doing trying to land a drone, but landing a drone, how I normally catch do it is catching it. And there's no other choice to do it on a boat because you can't land it on a boat when you're on a rib. So I had mm-hmm. to catch it. And I'd already done this, like I say, three or four times earlier that day. So I'd already had practice and known what I was doing. But yeah, uh, a wave kind of came up right at the very, very last millisecond. And as I caught the drone, I heard, and I was like, ooh, what's that? And I looked, uh. and it was my finger. Um, so, uh. <laughs> yeah, the propeller had uh, decided that it wanted to do multiple rotations and a few lacerations along the top of my little finger. Um, so, yeah. Did you get stitches? No, I thankfully don't need them. Uh, I went to get checked out and everything else as well yesterday. Because um, I wasn't sure. Like, I mean, it took a chunk over the side of my finger. And I'm like, Jesus mm, Christ. You get a Texas shot in the arse. I had to get It's in the arm this time. No, it's not in the arse. Oh, it's in the arm. Yeah. They've shot yeah. you in the arse too much. <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say that they must have so got into, wrong. They must have got into trouble so over wrong. the years of asking people to move their trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god, that came out way weirder than I expected it to be. <laughs> yeah, it's come, it came out of your head, man. I don't know what's going on in there, but uh, yeah, oh, so stuff. I have uh, an owie on my little finger, so yeah, an owie. I, uh, I broke yeah, myself yeah. a bit. Word of advice from a guy who flies drones from jet skis, boats, all that crack for quite some time turn your sensors off when you're going to catch it, it's much, much easier. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I fully get that. I don't think the issue was mm. the sensor, though. I think the issue was the, the boat moved my hand up that little bit extra because if it was the sensor, yeah. the drone would have gone away from it. Um, so yeah, it was uh, not a nice experience. I wouldn't recommend it. But uh, yeah, that was what happened to me. Anything break oh, belonged yeah. to you since you've been away, you know, or anything like that? Anything uh, fix? No, my va- my van went for a DOE actually and it failed and. Uh-oh. I was roaring laughing I was like your van is dangerous <laughs> how is it dangerous there's a fucking bushing gun and they live a bushing you know what a bushing is yeah a bushing is a rubber kind of thing that goes on engine mounts or a, or a straw suspension strut it's not dangerous Jesus Christ it's just barely worn away that's so yeah, ridiculous one of them. I mean where are they going with their dangerous fade like Let's go. oh my god so yeah that was the last thing I broke so I don't plan on breaking anything more to be totally honest because I don't like breaking things I like holding on to my money to buying shiny things you know ah okay so you see that's where it's going so you just planned all along right you wanted to come back on you said I'll host I'll host what are we talking about I'll tell you when we're doing it let's just go and you were like alright okay yeah <laughs> so you want to talk about shiny things yeah so you want to talk about something that, yeah oh okay, okay. so you want to talk so. about do you want to talk about like the, the current king of all shinies like is it in the Canon sphere, is it the the, the the Canon camera that you got to have a hold well, of and use that you kind of tang- dangled in front of me and went, here, look, come and have a look at what you could have won here. That's okay, Darren, I'll give it a go there for you. Is that what you want to talk about? Uh, since it's uh, rising your blood pressure, sure, why not? <laughs> 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 Let's go for it. Let's go for it. So, yeah. Oh, um, okay, right, yeah. Go on, yeah. Go on, yeah. I'm intrigued. Call a spade a spade. So, yeah, I just wanted to dedicate a podcast, and I talked about this ages ago that I wanted to do it. Um, Canon Ireland were very, very good to send me down a Canon R5 with a nice selection of the newest RF lenses. So we had the 28 to 70 f2, 15 to 35, 2.8, uh, 7200, 2.8. Uh, there's loads more lenses. There really was. There, I think there's about six lenses in total. And there so were. So 85? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How could that you forget was, that? Because uh, there's so freaking many of them, man. The 8512 was just sexual chocolate. It was just. Ah. Uh, mm. A rival, do you know what? It's better than my Boca Monster. Yeah, hands down, it's better. Yeah, do you know those memes Darn. that you see when people hold their hands to their head and they go, <laughs> <laughs> It's sick, it's absolutely sick. How good that lens is! It's mind blown. Like I said, the meme, the mind blown meme. So, yeah, look, the Canon R5, it's something that. A lot of photographers in the world were anticipating and they were getting really, really, really excited because a lot of people felt left down by the ESR and we'll revisit this comment later in the show, right? But it was just a lot of people were left down. Oh, the whole dual car slot thing. They didn't feel like it was a professional grey camera and then everyone was holding out, including yourself, True for story. the pro camera, which was to be the R5. Okay, now they did deliver with a whopper of a camera. I mean, this thing was specked out to the gills. If you haven't heard the last podcast that you nearly had a nervous breakdown <laughs> on the spec list and everything, go back and listen to that, that episode. Uh, we might try to leave a link in the show note of it. Uh, like, they delivered a 45 megapixel camera with AK raw video. I mean, like, it's just phenomenal. Like, when we all heard that, especially me, I thought it was just pure rumor pure f- scandalous lies they'll never make an 8k video what's the point blah 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 and then the actually released mm. uh, saying it's an 8k video i was like oh my god it's going to be cropped there's no way it's going to be uncropped that, that's just ridiculous that they're actually bringing it out yeah <laughs> it ended up being uncropped i was like jesus mother divine i mean they keep throwing haymakers here with these specs, like, and I was, I was, I was really, really excited, Aaron, to get my paws on one of these absolutely insane cameras. Now, if you look at it, a Canon were kind of 
uh, aiming it at the hybrid shooters, really. So they're looking at photographers plus video or filmmakers. Yes. It's not kind of aimed really at one person, but it's more of a photographer's camera than it is a video camera, right? But it can work in both ways, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. So what was your first initial thoughts on the R5 when you heard them? That I can't get to hold it, that you have it in Limerick, and that I had a window of opportunity that didn't work, yeah. so I couldn't get my hands in it. That's what exactly what I thought. Yeah. Oh, sorry, do you mean about actually uh, when they came out with the spec where I thought I was supposed <laughs> to be having it? <laughs> I'm actually delighted you went off at that angle, but I was talking about the other one, yeah. <laughs> should, um, do you know what, this is, this, is, this is an audio podcast, just in case you don't know, and if we had a video feed, you could see, you could actually see the disappointment <laughs> on Darren's face the time I didn't get to R5, but Darren got it. <laughs> it's true, man. I really, I was really uh, looking forward to it and everything. I was like, yeah, you know what? Get my hands on that. No, I said, you know, get really stuck into it. Like, and then, of course, it didn't work out. But I was okay. I was happy that you got to use it. Um, mm. And obviously, oh. after you got to oh. use it as well, BG got to use it as well. And he took it on a yeah. tour around the place. So, you know, I'm glad that it got to see some, you know, people that I know to use it as well. It's such an early base. But yeah, it's a f phenomenal spec piece yeah. of gear. Um, you know, building on, I think, the successes of the USR, not the disappointments, because I think the USR has been a groundbreaking camera. And even from your point of view, you love it so much you've got two of them. It still mm -hmm. holds a place uh, in in a big and busy sphere, let's just say. But they brought out the five, which was the, this is the dream. And as you say, I mean, no, nah, that can't be real. I remember talking to you about it at the time, going, no, 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 that can't be real. No, no, no. They never yeah. do that. Never, ever, ever, ever do that. And then they did it, and you're like, okay, this is actually real. They've done it for real. But the problem, I think, that you had them with the whole big launch of it, and as you said, it's not aimed at one side. It's not aimed as a photographer or a videographer or vice versa. But I think the way that it was pitched, like I said in the previous podcast, I think it was kind of pitched wrong. Um, yeah. I think it should have been pitched for what it is, which is an exceptional photography camera. Oh, mm -hmm. and by the way, it also does this. But again, at the same point, you know, it's frowned, or, uh, fraught with uh, stories about it overheating. And that's all you think about when you think about the R5 right now is R5, actually, they're the ones that overheat, you know. Yeah. But then Canon recognized that quickly. But as we said before, why was it there in the first place when they knew that they could fix it? So, you know, there's a couple of mixed emotions out there about the camera. And I think also... The specs point of view, it is phenomenal. And I can't wait to hear what you thought about the different specs and what you liked yeah. most about it coming off the base, which you have is the EOS R. Yeah, and I'm delighted you brought up the whole uh, overheating issue, like because I didn't have one bit of an overheating issue as when I had it when I was recording. I recorded an AK Raw. Now, I didn't go out of my way to record fucking half an hour of AK Raw video. The whole memory card would be gone in two minutes. Yes. Um, and we'll, we'll touch base on the memory cards and all that in a while. But, like, it was just... I never had an issue with overheating. So, if I was to use this camera on a more permanent basis, I, I, I'd be quite happy. You know, there was okay. no issues with me moving forward if I was to use it exactly the way that I use it. I'm not a professional... Well, I'm starting to get a few more jobs in the whole videography side of the world, yes, but I'm not a full-fledged kind of videographer, like, you know, a cinematographer, all that kind of stuff that I'm going to be recording to very, very high degrees. Uh, I, I, there's there's a big gap there, do you, do you mm -hmm. understand? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not over, I'm not up here, I'm down here with the... You know, the, the, I wouldn't say bottom feeders, but you know, the lower level people, you know. Jeez, that's twice now you mentioned behinds in the one podcast. Go on, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it back at you. Yeah. Go on, yeah. yeah. But come here, look, let's talk about the price of this uh, camera and what, it, like, I just want to talk about my experience with the camera and what it would entail. So if I was to buy this camera, right, this is one of the, the cons, and it is a con in my mind. Even though you get a lot for your camera, for your price, I still would be off-put by paying this amount of money for it. So basically, in Whelan's cameras, you can go down and order your Canon R5 for €4,849 for the body only. But think of it this way. It's counterpart. The R6, you can get that in Whelan's for €2,899. 
So that's a nice bit of a saving. That's a nice, that's 2,000 euros less, more or less. Well, 1,950 to be precise. But the thing about it, Whelan's aren't stocking the ESR anymore either. So I was a bit befuddled by that. I was there going, are Canon kind of going to discontinue the ESR or something like that? But then I went on to Con's website and they're actually charging less for the ESR. So they're charging 4,769 euros. So that's a saving of... USR5. Yeah, the R5. They're, yeah. That's a saving of 80 euros. So uh, there's a bit of a price difference there. And the counterpart in Con's, the R6, is a 47 euros cheaper as well. Uh, and they are selling the SR. They do stock it, and that's coming in at two thousand four hundred and fifty-eight euros. But you get a mount with that as well, also. So they're the price specs of those cameras. So Darren, if you had five thousand euros before at the start of this podcast, you had five thousand euros, and you had a choice of those three cameras in those two shops, what are you going to buy? 5,000 euros, well, number one, I'd be smart and I wouldn't blow all 5,000 euro on a camera. I'd buy something that I could actually use the rest of it on my family. So that's the first thing I would say. Uh, so I wouldn't, that's the R5 for me. Out the Hold gap. on a second. Wouldn't you just pull a Richie Hatch? You don't even love your children. Just, just I love my children. Just, that's exactly why oh, I have to okay, forego okay. shinies. I put my children before my shinies as opposed to the other oh, way around. Do you know what I mean? I re- see, Richie's totally different. He, Richie's <laughs> the right mind frame. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You see, if I play the game right, then I can actually have shinies as opposed to being afraid to have some the shinies in certain circumstances. So ah, you know what? Okay, okay. I think ultimately, again, like you say, if I had 5K, I wouldn't spend it on the R5. Um, but then that's the other side of it, right? When you look at the R6 and you're saying that yeah. Whelan's don't have the R5 for sale, they do have the R6 for sale. No, they have the R5 and they'll have the R6, but they don't, they don't have the USR. the USR no more. Okay. Um, and cons have, have the R5, the R6 and the USR. Correct. Okay. All right. So yeah. maybe the USR is going to be out of production now because they're moving up to the R6. What's the price of the USR new? 2,458 euros with a mount. So that's your adapter. So your EF to R, your EF to RF. Okay, so 2,480 euros plus this 2,600 euro for an R6. There's a 200 euro of a difference there. You're going to get a sensor which is one off a 1DX Mark III versus the sensor which is off the 5D Mark IV. So you're getting a more newer technology. But the R6 is not going to be fully weather sealed, so the USR is going to trump that one if you want to be able to use it in the outdoors from a landscape point of view. So between the two of them for the 200 bucks more... Um, Oh, also the R6 has less megapixels, and if you're using Correct. it for landscape photography, there you're you going go. to lose your megapixels as well. So Six the US is, uh, USR is 30 megapixels, and the USR6 is 20 megapixels. So 24. Is it 24, is it? Or is it 20? 20, it, I think, No, it's yeah. 24, isn't it? No, I think it's 20. Is it only 20? Jesus, yeah. mother of God, I thought it was 24. Yeah, but even the detail that you can get out of the R6 for those image quality or that size is, is incredible anyway because you've got a better sensor, do you know what I mean? But Yeah. Um, so you're asking me the question, I mean, yep. you, know, right? you, you know the answer. I do know the answer, but why don't you tell the world what your answer is, Darren? Uh, I felt so bad after taking the top of my finger off, I had to replace it with something <laughs> shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, disclaimer okay, I haven't taken on. the top of the finger off I've only taken a chunk out of the side of it and I'll be okay I've been to get it all checked out so yeah um, no I uh, yeah I, I saw I, I, I used reason number 45 of gas yeah uh, yeah yeah. where I had to justify something and you know it was just an offer that was just you know, I, I had to be taken if I didn't take okay. it somebody else I had to find a good home for the offer do you know okay um, so yeah I, I've, I've finally gone down the road and uh, I've moved like to the dark side, I'm I'm a sheep. I'm like everybody else. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, mirrorless, go oh, mirrorless. No, I'm only joking. I went mirrorless. <laughs> <laughs> it's about freaking time, man. I've been dangling these things in front of your face for the last two years. Well, a year and a half. It'll be year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, man, I told you I'm going to wait for the deal. I'm not just going to get it because it's shiny. And I waited and waited I and waited and I, and I waited and I wait. Like, how long old is the camera? Well, how, the camera's out two years. Is it two years now? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. yeah so I got I got sure. one second hand, which was uh, under a year old, around 10 months old. 
apparently it has yeah. 750 shutter accus- ac- ac- accusations. You hear me? <laughs> it does in his hole have 750. <laughs> Will you agree? Yeah, I tried it's to probably check 750 it shots on his last battery. That's exactly what it was. Send it up yeah. to me there and I'll check the shutter count for you. Send me down the program and I'll check it myself because I was trying to find yeah. the program myself earlier. But anyway, yeah, so I got the EOSR and um, Brilliant. I got the adapter I'm as delighted. well with it. So that was good because I had an opportunity to buy one without an adapter and I had to go find the adapter. But guess what? You can't find an adapter. So no, what does that tell you like if you can't find an adapter? It tells you that the people that are buying the mirrorless camera are people that have invested in the glass. And that's where the investment mainly comes from. And if you've got the glass, which are your EF lenses, and you're now buying a camera, which is RF, it's essential for you to have the mount. But mm. if you're buying a camera, because the only way you can buy an EOS R, as an example, is that it is without the mount, then you're buying it, but you have to go and get the mount now, and they can't get the mount. We tried to get one, and we can't get one. There's not one for sale in Whelan's or Cons, and even searched online. You know, yeah. you'll be lucky to find for the sure. mount. So that will tell you the amount of people that are using that mount for the existing Canon glass that's out there. So yeah, I think that the, the Canon tradition is staying strong and people are, uh, you know, like me, moving into mirrorless. I'm excited to, to use it. I saw you use the damn things enough. Oh, it's yeah. my ESR, man. You're still on your 6D. Oh, look at the ESR, <laughs> man. Have you got a 50, it was 50 screen? Fun, no. no, I do. Well, can Have you got an EVF? Let's, let's... No. I do. Do you know what? Do you know what? If the shoe was on her foot, you'd be doing the exact same to me. I, I do exactly it once. I do it once. You I went to me do it once, you lying sack of shit. I do it every time. Every time, yeah. Just like you. <laughs> Keep rubbing right, it in. Come here. Come and have a look at Let, what you could have won. Let, talk about rubbing in. Let's get back to the R5 that I got lend of, and you didn't. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Oh, man. That hurts. So, so, right... <laughs> I think we should take a break. That hurts. That hurts. No breaks. Man. I have to, Let's I have to, hang on, no, I'll take a break. On. Let's take a break. On. No, I have no, to recover after that We're going to talk about the 8K, right? So, <laughs> okay, so, right. Uh, let's, con- let's console ourselves here. <laughs> well, sorry. You need to console yourself. All right, so we had an 8K. <laughs> you see that face in yourself right now? What if you screenshot this? Oh my god, screenshot. Done. Oh, Jesus, he looks very sour. What's wrong with him? I think I broke him again. All right. Will we go for a break? I think Terry needs a break. Go for a break. Let's go for a break. We'll be right back in two minutes. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by O3. As a company with an international reputation for quality and customer care that they are told is second to none, they fully understand their obligation to you, the customer. Each suit is manufactured to an established procedure that they have developed and evolved over the years. With their experienced, dedicated team, O3 has grown into the respected dry suit and wetsuit manufacturer and is an established market leader, putting quality neoprene innovation and service at the very core of everything they do. O3, come in from the cold. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography uh, Podcast. Darren is actually talking to me again. I had to say sorry. I'm not buy, bitter. I'm not buy him a, a, a virtual beer. Uh, but anyway, come here. So let's 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 do get back to what we we're supposed to be talking about here, and that is the Canon R5 and my experience with it. So Darren, it has an eight. K video, and I thought it was really cool to shoot on, but I don't think I would use it too much, right? Because it just eats up the freaking data. Now, I sent you a video file earlier today just to show you the quality of the 8K raw yeah. capabilities, and I edited it, and I exported it as a 4K, and I sent it to you. The joys of having the 8K video is really, really cool, what you can do in post-processing. So basically, you have so much room to edit, so you can track, and you can trace, you can follow your subject matter, and not lose your image quality, which is awesome. You can also do that in 4K to 1080p, but like, what's better than 4K? 8K. So you have even more room to kind of get around and make your videos that much better. And like, your videos right on your YouTube channel are really, really good. They're great to watch. 
But when you do start doing your zooming in, which you like to do quite often, yeah, you can it. see you can see the, the degradation happening almost uh, half a second after yeah. it starts zooming in, and you're going, ah, the, the video's starting to fall apart, unfortunately. But the content is great, but the video's just letting you down. Yeah. But now, if you had an R5 or you have the ESR now, you can record in 4K and do that. And you can crop in. That's a big, big advantage for you on the YouTube side of things. Do you think that you're going to use the 4K in the ESR? Or if you had an ES, ESR5, would you use the 8K? Well, number one, I would not ever use 8K. Um, ever, I don't think. Uh, unless storage becomes cheaper. Um, because it's going to be a huge amount of storage number one and plus mm-hmm. I'd have to upgrade my computer I think to be able to process it in any way shape or form other than a week uh, so you know I think uh, I would never use shooting in 8k even far down the cropping down up to 4k 4k yeah cropping I shoot down that up to <laughs> what's that cropping up you say cropping down up to is <laughs> there crop down up to yeah but you know what I mean you got the sentiment like yeah I know okay. I was there going where are we going where are we going up down, and down up, by, up and down yeah 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 like my emotions <laughs> when you keep dangling the R5 in front of me at the time but that's alright oh, don't worry I'm about sorry. that it's okay I'm sorry. but uh, yeah sorry. look I mean um, will I shoot 4k yeah once I can figure out the controls on it uh, and how to use it and how to set it up uh, yet I mean I just got it um, but I probably will shoot 4k on it but I don't know if I yeah. use it for video or not because um, I use my G7X Mark II which is a fantastic little pocket rocket it's fantastic but it doesn't shoot in 4K and that's exactly when you get the break degra- degradation of the, yeah. the the zoom effect like so 4K yeah absolutely but yeah you're right 8K is better how did you get on mm-hmm. with it did you enjoy using the process at 8K or was it much was- ado about nothing it wasn't as bad as everyone says and I'll be totally honest my Mac is quite spec'd um, it's a nice pack. It's a 20, 2019 model. Got forty gigs of RAM, eight gig, an eight gig video card, which is really really good. And like I was creating proxies, I was working with proxies in Final Cut Pro at AK. And once they rendered, it was there was no glitching whatsoever. It was. How fun. long did it take to and, render them though? Um, it was a bit longer than your obviously than your four K render, mm. you know, but. Um, like I would always be working with two projects anyway so I'd be editing wedding photographs yes. so if I'm looking for something to render in the background I can just leave a render away switch over to Lightroom start editing people's photographs and then come back and it's rendered start continuing on that project and just keep flip-flopping all the time mm. Mm. so it wasn't as bad as everyone thinks it is but I think I would shoot an AK maybe for one or two special occasions and that would be about it I would I got more excitement and more fun out of shooting 4k 120 man that was that was a treat that was fucking awesome um I've loads of footage with Lola my dog she was mm. just she's a great little model she's the cutest dog ever in the world uh terrible bad breath as you know yourself absolutely but she's, <laughs> but she's a lovely dog you know she and uh, she's so much fun to shoot with uh, with this uh, 4K 120, even the way she just turns and looks at you and she winks. She She's the only dog that I know that will actually wink at you. <laughs> <laughs> Sally you know, O'Brien, re- the way she looks at you. <laughs> but it's really, really cool, you know. I had so much fun. And I'm shooting all this in C-Log as well, you know. Right, so okay. you can get more dynamic range out of your video. Uh, you tend to shoot uh, 60p a Bit, but sometimes I can see a bit of glitchiness in your YouTube videos. This is where your you would have so much fun, Darren. I mean, like you would have a field day at one twenty. One twenty. You would yeah. start. You would start thinking you're fucking Peter freaking McKinnon down there in Cork. You know, you'd love yeah. it. Peter Corkin and yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, yeah. look, you know, the one one twenty, I think, would be excellent. But I mean, in four K, absolutely. And like, but you know, would you shoot everything then in four K one twenty, and then just utilize it whatever you wanted to? No, I if I'm shooting something for 4K 120, I'm shooting for 4K, 4K 120, and then I'm coming back. I tend to shoot, all my vlogs are in 30 frames per second. That's what I tend to shoot in. Uh, I'm on the Yank. Um, NT, yeah, I prefer, yeah, I prefer 30 pack. frames. Yeah, uh, 25. Yeah. So I, I prefer 30 frames. I just, it's just uh, subjective, really, you know. Um, so yeah. I'm on the Yank kind of system. Uh, I could switch back to PAL and go to 25 frames per second or uh, 50, you know. But no, I yeah. just like to, I like the 30 form factor, you know. 
yeah. Sure, you you like to be American, like I mean, you know. I am. I am. Like, I am that's, American. That's, that's the reality of it. Like you're just an American with a Limerick accent. Yeah. Do you know the Lakers won the NBA championship the other night, man? Did they? Yeah, blowout of a game. It was kind of a bit of an anti-climax. It was, it was one of the best season, series that I'd seen all the playoffs. And then the last game just a blowout. And I was there going, oh, for feck's sake. Like, I, I wanted something a bit more exciting. Well, anyway, well, sorry. Was, was, was the crowd just non, non-reactive, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bowel buckle. Uh, back to the R5. Anyway. So, look, it, it, a lot of people are happy to see the dual card slots. Um, there you have mm. one SD card slot and the other is a CF Express. Now, I had good experiences and bad experiences with it, simply because you have to get a card reader, which is going to cost you the bones of €100, Euros, and then you have to pay, and God knows how much the card costs. 500 it's, You're fucking shitting me. 500 quid. <laughs> yeah, 500 yeah. I did not know it cost 500 quid. You're lying. That, I'm not 500 Google quid? Google it. Google it. No, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. That's that worst Dublin accent I ever heard. You know what I mean? Anthony Lynch would have me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anto. Come on, anyway. Right, Go- Google it. See what the price of it is. No, I, I don't want to Google it. I'll take your word for it. Go on, you it. keep but talking look, there. I'll Google it. Go on, yeah. You Google it. So, um, with the CF card, right? It was awesome transferring five gigs or less to my computer. I mean, it just blistered pace, just... That's my, <laughs> my sound effects for <laughs> data going from your car to your computer. Uh, okay, yeah. I should put this on epidemic sound as a sound effect. Um, but anyway, uh, after the five gigs, it drastically slowed down. So, like, I was shooting time lapses with the R the R5, and I'd have like fucking 20 or 30 gigs of data for my time lapse alone, just for one sequence. And it would, like I said, up to five gigs. And after that, it would just die. It would take ages for the rest of the files to transfer over. Why is that? It was like, I don't know. It was like it hit a bottleneck. It's like it went into Adair Village to get to fucking uh, down to Kerry and just get stuck, you know? It's smooth sailing up to the Dare Bypass and then boom, you're stuck. You're stuck in a Dare. <laughs> you're on the motorway and you have to pull off to get petrol and you can't get back yeah. onto the motorway and you're uh, going like, I could see all these guys over here going 150, yeah. or no, sorry, 120 kilometres an hour. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was a crap experience. Crap. Didn't wow. enjoy it. Wow. Maybe it was down to the cards or the card reader, the tip, the brand it was. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, just in case. Um, but yeah, I didn't have a great experience with that part of it. Um, well, here, here's the part there I want to tell you. So you can get actually in cons, I checked it there, it's 128 gig CF Express Type B Extreme Pro card from SanDisk for €275. Euro. But the problem is, if you're shooting in 8K, 128 gig is going to be gone uh, yeah. almost instantaneously. So the next one that I saw there, I didn't see it on cons, it's just, uh, I suppose, it flashed up when I was looking at the others, uh, it was a 512. Uh, mm. and that's 620 euros Jesus for Christ. a 512 gig uh, SanDisk Extreme <sighs> Pro card wow so double how wow about that? how about them apples I would buy the 128 gig and suck it up but, but you're not going to be able to use it you're not going to be able to use it for what you want it for I mean okay perfect for photos but if you want to yeah. use it for the video point of view you're going to have that full in an instant yeah it's mad how we've just came to this moment in time and we're giving out about 128 gigahertz they're not enough <laughs> my macbook pro is 126 gigs of data it's one of these kind of small kind of memory i must upgrade the memory in that jesus is terrible the hard drive that's the memory <laughs> yeah i yeah, might say my my yeah my apple air whatever mac air whatever it's 100 gig uh, and it's full like there's nearly 60 gig of it or 80 gig of it at the operating system alone because the operating system gets yeah. so big now uh, so mm-hmm. yeah you're pretty goosed with that so yeah, it is nuts though when you think about it like I said it's over 500 bucks just for that card so how important is it to have the dual card and that's the reality and that's the crux of the matter I think because when you go back to the OSR 
um, which not, I can now finally hold in my hand when I'm talking about it, as opposed to so pass, to. One do, pass down one of yours there for a second, would you? You know, but like, yeah. So <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Now I got distracted by the shine. <laughs> I no, uh, in my it's, opinion, it's a, I would. Prefer, I, I remembered. I was joking, right? Let me finish. So, oh, sorry, I, I took you I at your words. You I haven't got Alzheimer's all totally shoulders, in like. yet. Like, it's not fully, you know. So hang on, like, but what was I saying? Um, but. Remember when the USR came out and people turned around and said, oh, it needs to have the two card slots, need to have the two card slots. It's so important to have to have the two card slots. How many of those people right now have bought the Canon EOS R5 and are still using one card slot because the other one is so ridiculously expensive to be able to, yeah. to purchase? So how important now was the two card slots in reality? Now, okay, on the flip side, the R6 has two SD card slots. So That's what they should have done. And this is your point. But you see, you had to have the CF Express because you're using 8K. So if you wanted to buy a camera just for photos, you don't need the CF Express card because you're going to have that on your SD. But you do need to have a dual SD card because you're used to having that on your 5D Mark IV or your 5D Mark III, whatever it was, I don't mm. recall. I never had either. But that's the thing. So how important was it actually to have two SD cards? And I can guarantee you a lot of people out there that have forked out quite a considerable amount of money, just under 5K, for a camera, and they need two camera. card slots. Whereas is somebody going to go off and say, I want two card slots, okay, I'm going to get the EOS R6, grand job, no problem, but hang on, what's the trade-off now? You're getting lower megapixels than you can get from the EOS R. So now, how really important is it to have one or two SD cards? Uh, subjective, sub, it's subjective, each person is absolutely totally different and I'm totally different and I will never I don't think I'd and I'll hold that I'll hold that comment till the end because I don't want to spoil it let's move on valid, very valid points though I like them I like them that looks like a nice beer there actually I wouldn't mind having one it is myself. lovely you know they've got a very good yeah. consistent brew in that Heineken brewery in fairness you know they've perfected it for many years it tastes the same for everyone I'd recommend it you like Budweiser too I do. I love Budweiser. Uh, the frame rates for the R5, it's 20 frames per second in silent and it's 12 frames per second in mechanical. So it's going to be great for wildlife. So if you're at the deer rut with a red jacket, let's just say. You won't be at the deer rut this year. No, deer. again, you're also rubbing more salts <laughs> into the wound. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> you are on fire, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I so you're the shooting bazooka. Like, Hold on, I get the bazooka. Yeah. Like, oh can't my god! <laughs> can't wait to use that when I go down. Oh, I can't wait to use that. Yeah. Myself yeah. and Kieran, I'm um, extremely disappointed. So you go further after deer, and you have kind of a loud camera. You go. <laughs> it might off put some. Other Somewhere. photographers. You know, you never know. Look like, up at you and go. Like bird not only are you wearing yeah. a red jacket, but you're also making a huge noise with your camera. <laughs> yeah. Think of it if you're looking for kingfishers, like, you know, and all this, I'd oh, look. And then, like, if you stick that into wildlife, you've taken 20 photographs. You've taken 40 photographs in two seconds. Yeah. That's yeah. mental. You've yeah. just taken 40 photographs in two seconds. Yeah. And, like, if you don't get your shot, sorry, you're a shit photographer. <laughs> you have to get the shot if you 44 us you in there to. in two seconds 100% you know, like if you look at the technologies that's out there now now with the animal auto if I, uh, animal auto animal auto eye focus correct you, the only thing you want to get wrong there is your exposure mm -hmm. you know what I mean and you've got like so many but mind you if you get it wrong you're going to have 40 absolutely diabolical images that you have to <laughs> manually go back in and delete every single one of them yeah. each time so you're doing review that's crap that's crap that's crap oh man did I get yeah. this at all do you know what I mean yeah now the one thing I would say for silent shooting and this is on Sony's it's not just Canon's as well the Canon has it as well sometimes when you shoot silent it depends what lighting situation you're in so if you're on uh, fluorescent tubing and different kind of, there's gigahertz and all of that, that you can sometimes get banding in some of your photographs. So if you're to shoot some indoor sports like basketball, which I tend to do from time to time, that could be a problem. So uh, you might have to go back to your mechanical shutter. So that's just one word of warning. By all means, test it out. Don't take my exact word for it, but it will happen to you at some stage in some situation. So, hang on, my new shiny EOS R has 20 frames per second silent. No. 
I don't know what it is. Uh, I think yours is silent is eight, but that's without okay. focus tracking. With yeah. focus tracking on, it goes down to six, okay. six or five. I can't remember so, exactly. So the R5 will do up to 20 silent. Yeah, that's awesome. That is. That's really good. I like that. Yeah, that is very good. But, uh, what on, I also but, like uh, about. But, hang on, but that, that means that the shutter can't even, uh, that the EVF can't even blink. It no. has no fade. So you're looking so through, you're taking you, the picture. You're not actually seeing you're taking the picture. It's just looking through a screen that's actually capturing every single frame, which is 20 of them per second, without you even yeah. knowing it. Like, that must be, I don't know, how would you even know you're getting the shot? Like, Because you're awesome. I know, but it's silent. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's no haptic feedback. Like, you know, when you press the shutter in a camera, you hear it, but you also feel it. Yeah, I don't know. I've you, tried you it. Did it's it. freaking awesome. You, you, yeah, you it's cool. It. It's just. Yeah, we had the, <laughs> I can't. Why am I doing a sound effect? It doesn't make a sound effect. It's <laughs> that's what the it silent is. Silent shutter that's sounds exactly. like. <laughs> it's not pretty silent, really, is it? <laughs> it's just that. <laughs> it's just nothing. It's awesome. It's really good. Oh, but what quality <laughs> entertainment here from David O'Donovan. Oh, yeah. Hope you're enjoying it, folks. Yeah, go on anyway. What's the next oh. part here on this? Uh, the viewfinder. You, the viewfinder is, ah, oh, there's nothing that stands up to the viewfinder in this thing. It's got 5.7 million dots. So it's two or three times better than ESR. It's just the cleanness the, the responsiveness that you get when you look through the viewfinder, even the fucking LCD on the back of it, because I've actually started in since I've got the ASR to kind of handheld shoot a bit more than my eye. Now, I still prefer to use my eye, but I like to stick my hand out with the camera and kind of get certain shots, you know, to kind of be a bit more versatile. So I just felt the viewfinder was just, it was amazing. Uh, it's a totally different ballgame than the ASR, 10 times better. I mean, I, 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 I've only really, as, as you know, I mean, look, I've only ever used the USR twice. Um, and one of the times is when we were up at the launch. So for me to get the USR yeah. now, it's all new. And um, I remember when I had the RP, I was impressed with the EVF. Okay, I was impressed with it because I didn't have an EVF on the uh, 6D. So it was all new and shiny and funky and the focus peaking and everything else. Yeah. And, then, and then I yeah. looked through your EVF and I went, <gasps> that looks so much better. He's going to get me on the top trumps later. And you did get me on the top trumps later. Yeah, yeah. quite rightly so. But now, the R5 trumps all of that. A three, I think it's three times the amount of viewfinder dots. Um, I'll and it out there and if you are so inclined to buy a camera for an EVF and how good a quality it is, the R6 has exactly the same EVF. As the R5, is it? I believe so, yes. Hmm. That's very good. It's, it's, I mean, until you actually put it up to your eye, you won't know. And when you see it for the first time, you go, it'll blow your socks off. It really will. I was actually surprised because, like, obviously, because I'm using the ESR for the last year and a half. I was like, yes. this is really, really good. And the Sonys are really, really good. I didn't think that you could actually get much better than that. But you actually could. I mean, it's just, I was like, man, this is insanely good, man. Unreal. Mm. Mm. So yeah, kudos to Canon for that one. Yeah, so the EVF is good, the LCD screen is good. Uh, yeah, how about mm -hmm. the battery life? Was it uh, similar, or better? Because there's a new type of battery in those as well, isn't there? There's an LP6N. I That's think. right. So apparently, there's fourteen percent more battery life, and darn, I I don't know if I recognise it or not, but you know, I I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I didn't really kind of gauge the the length of battery time. Um, I don't like, well, it's not that I don't like, I don't try to gauge my battery life because I'm a wedding photographer. I have to have fucking eight batteries there just in case. I won't use all eight. I never do. Yeah, of course. But I just yeah. have batteries. So to be I sure, to be sure, to be sure, your cousins. Yeah. I, I'm just there with two cameras on all the time. So if I need a battery and I'm coming down to a moment and I know I'm going to need a battery, I'll take one out and I'll feck it into the bag and get a new one. Boom, in I go. Boom. You know, so yeah, I yeah. don't keep track of my batteries. I just... I buy loads of batteries all the time and if they're kind of deplete, you'll see a kind of a battery health in the back of the camera as yeah. you can in the Canon and once that battery health goes down to the red I throw it in the bin just get rid of it I you can't afford it. to have a battery go bad me in the middle of wedding 
You recycle it. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah, oh, yeah. like into the recycle. I bring it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, people out there would hear Jeremy Donovan say that, and all of a sudden they'd be like, "Look at him! Like yeah, look at him! Like he just throws it in the bin! Like he's no, you know what I mean? Like no conscious! <laughs> like of course you recycle. No, the, on, the, yeah, the local yeah. pharmacy just around the corner is literally yeah, yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, the photographs, the dynamic recycling. range. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we're going way off topic. Dynamic range. That's what we're on to now. Dynamic range. So, and I right. want to fly through some of this now because we are going a bit long. Uh, the dynamic range is absolutely unbelievable. The, there's going to be a day soon enough where we will not need filters in any way, shape, and form. And like even on the last workshop to the leads with uh, a team of four other photographers, like we weren't using filters all day long. There was mm-hmm. no need for it. Even with the like. I think us as photographers, we can get so anal about taking the perfect picture that we re- result to ourselves, oh, we have to use filters, we have to use filters. And the last year I've kind of, not retaught myself, but I've kind of pushed myself, just shoot the shot. Don't worry about the filters, shoot the moment. And if you've timed, then yeah, then start adding on your things that you want to add on. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel a real need to shoot with filters on this. It's not to say that it didn't, but... I don't soon there's going to be a day we won't need them man sure look didn't Sony do something with that a few years back that they had some sort of AI built that's into the camera sh- yeah shite. of course I know but that's what they were trying to do so I mean look you know the dynamic range I think what's the stops of lighting is it 14 uh, there was 14 and a half stops I think that's unreal if I'm yeah I mean the eye it's the human eye can see up as far as 20 I think 18 to 20 22. is it yeah okay so, you know, it's not that far off it, like, uh, and you go back to film days, I mean, the dynamic range you had there was very little because you're mm-hmm. very sensitive, I suppose, on the, on the film. So now with the technology and how it can assess the light, control the light, process the light for you, I think, again, you have to be a better photographer. Is that the phrase you had there on one a few weeks back? That the gas can make you a better photographer or can you get better results? It can. Both. Gas can make you a better photographer, and I'm sticking to my gun. Uh, and I'll fight you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going through this again, Doug. I actually got a bit bad at one stage. I'm sick of this shit. I'm not even replying. <laughs> yeah. Um, one bad point on the files, your CR3 files, uh, when I have them in my computer, right, and I'm, I import them to my Mac or whatever, normally with the CR3 files, I press the space bar in my Finder on my Mac, I get a JPEG preview. I mm. get to see my image, not with the R5. It's too big. You cannot see anything. You just get a, a blank kind of thing. S- circular yoke. That you're unable to see. Yeah. Um, so you have to import them into Lightroom before you can see what images. I don't want that. I want to be able to see my images. I don't want to be importing files that I don't want to import. You know, I want to be able to work 100%. fast. I'm a wedding photographer, man. Everything is speed with me for wedding photography. I don't want to be looking at that shite. I want good, clean images that I can see JPEG previews, thumbnails of what I what I want, and uh, that's yeah. a, a a big no no for me. Whether there's a setting to turn that on, I'd love to know about it. If you do know about it, let me know. Um, but I, I won't need it now. I'm primarily on my ESRs. Yeah, but is is it is it because of the file size? I reckon so. I've no I've no. There might be a restriction built in for a preview on a Mac. Mm. I don't know. I mean, Sony users would know as well, or even. Anybody out there who's a phase one user, let us know. Can you get a preview on your Mac? You, you know? should be able to. That's Peter. Terrible. Like I was a bit confused by it. Like, um, also the large files of the the Canon R five put me off a small bit. I mean, they're huge. Like if I like I shot a time lapses. I shot a few time lapses, and the time lapses were twice the size of my oh. ASR time lapse files. That's that's a lot of memory. Like I'll go out and normally shoot about fifteen gigs. For one time lapse, right? Yeah. On my ESR, and I shot one. Every every time lapse was coming up to thirty gigs. One time lapse was forty five gigs of data wow. for one time lapse. Wow. And there, man, th- this this isn't sustainable. I just it's not. If you if you're shooting time lapses, I totally discourage you to buy this camera. This is not the one that you need. You really need to go get something else, unless you've tons of storage and you're shooting on SSDs and on your computer. So yeah. EOSR yeah. wins there. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, editing the time lapses were very, very tough on my computer. Now, the video AK Raw wasn't bad, like I explained before the break, but 
editing time lapses, I thought my computer was going to calve at once or two, sta- one or two stages. It, it like you had all these kind of things when when you're editing in LR time lapse, you get like these small little kind of DNG kind of files as it's going through the luminance values and kind of creating kind of joining the time lapse all together. And at two stages, it just wouldn't finish the time lapse. It just wow. refused to go anymore. It did wow. not. So I had to stop the program, restart it, and then it might go again. So I might do it. I got them all done, but they failed on two occasions. So keep that, and that in mind. That, and that's not a, a very good hit rate considering the amount that you've done, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, C-Log, I love, like we talked about it a while ago, C-Log is absolutely something that every YouTuber or videographer, if you have an ESR or R5, or I don't think the R6 has a C-Log, actually, it doesn't, uh, you really should be shooting on it because it opens up a whole new world of opportunities for you in the editing stage, editing process. It's like shooting like JPEG and RAWs, you know, it just gives you more flexibility for editing. Uh, so I absolutely love it. So when you're shooting... 10 bit then which is a bigger raw file more colors i mean you've millions of colors rather than shooting at 8 bit which the esrs will shoot with internally mm-hmm. but if you want to shoot 10 bit you need a, a atomos ninja or something like that whereas the r5 you now can shoot 10 bit internally which i absolutely love and it's got a h265 compression rate which is just like we're shooting on sorry i said we the mavic pro 2 Oh. I'm on fire. I'm on fire tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. sorry. It's okay, I don't sorry. want a Mavic Pro 2. I want a Mavic Air fingerless option, yeah. <laughs> True. So, yeah, you, that's a compression Pro. rate that you can shoot in the Pro level ca- uh, drones, unlike the, the consumer level uh, Mavic Air 2s. Finger chopper Pro, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, woo! I'm woo! on fire. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Also on the video specs of the Canon R5, they actually have just brought out this new one. It's the 4K HQ also, which is on the Mavic 2 Pro. You have a HQ uh, mode. So basically what that is, it's great for when you're oversampling the camera's 8K resolution, right? And it packs it into 4K Mm -hmm. 30 frames per second video file format. So you're getting rid of all the aliasing you're getting rid of all the noise and you're getting rid of loads of stuff with very very high quality an enormous quality but in a 4k form factor with kind of 8k footage yeah in a weird way yeah so that's a winner in my eyes and i enjoyed shooting and that side of things you can also get a 33 megapixel still from an 8k file that's incredible that's insane. Yeah. And you also add in the fact that, it, uh, is it, what's it called? Dual pixel focus or something like that, that you'll have? Yeah, dual pixel AF CMOS focus thingy jiggy biggie Malarkey, thing. yeah. 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 <laughs> the phalange. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's nuts. Like 33 FM is still. Yeah. Job From done. From a video file. Yeah. That's, that's almost, that's so almost twice as good as the R6. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think Honest. of this way, like, when we're looking for our YouTube thumbnails, quite often we'll go try get a screen grab from the video to kind of yeah. put together, like, yeah. so that's ideal for that situation, you know? It is, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you know what, I mean, what I find as well is that even with YouTube, it says you have to upload, upload a high-res thumbnail, but you can't upload high-res thumbnails from the um, studio on the web. It says the file is too big. If the file is over 16 uh, meg, you can't upload it as a thumbnail. Whereas you... So what I have to do is send the high-res thumbnail to my phone and then upload it through the YouTube Studio app on my phone. So that bypasses it. Obviously, it must lose quality or something, I don't know, but can't do it on the um, web. I never had a problem. Not once. Always uploaded high-quality, high-res file. Yeah, but it depends on the file size. Mine, if over 16 meg, it won't do it. No, mine is check bigger. It. Your output JPEG. Yeah, I'll check it. Yeah. I'll check it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so the autofocus is something that we touch base with, the animal eye autofocus. You, this is where... You have that on the five... Sorry, you had that on the five till you had to hand it away to somebody else. You don't have it, right? So, yeah, you had the animal <laughs> focus on the R5, but that's not on the R. But it is on the R6. Is that right? 
The R5. The animal eye focus is on the R5. Yeah. Is it on the R6? I don't know. But it's not It's not on the R. Correct. Okay. I was, I was wondering where the hell this conversation was going. <laughs> Sorry. I was just going, what the hell? Uh, yeah, so I tested, I tested it on Lola and it was very, very good. Now, Lola... She didn't go too crazy, but it was cool to see the kind of box kind of track it. Yes. Uh, her head, wherever she moved. It's the same like a human, like, you know, on DSR. So it's got eye autofocus, which is great. And it's very, very responsive. And if she did turn her head away, her eye, it would track her head then. Mm. Do you know? So it's it's keeping in around that same area. Waiting for so the eye to very come smart back. technology. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very good. So I was really impressed with it. And it really came alive when you're using very good RF glass, so like the 7200 or the 8512, you know, so, yeah, really, really, really good. Um, but just to go back on something you mentioned earlier about storage space, right, uh, and also talk about silent shooting, because with the animal eye autofocus, if you were down doing the deer rut, deer rut and you were in silent, you'd have 20 shots taken on the R5, which are 45 megapixels each, so you'd have a gig, almost a second, of image, I, I yeah. give a gig for every two seconds, I think it is approximately. Uh, so right. you'd f- you'd you'd fill a card without even knowing it, trying to get the autofocus if you were wrong or right using the animal eye autofocus. That's just a thought. I know how fast now would you need to have your five twelve CF Express? Maybe you would actually need it for that point of view. So yeah, I mean it's, it's it's I love how it does it. I love how it tracks it. I think it's really really good. Um, I don't have it on the uh, the R, but neither do you because yeah. you have an R, not an R five. Correct, correct. So, yeah, I love that. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that's a big bonus for me. Um, the user interface, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. So it's got its usual kind of Canon system, very intuitive, very easy to use. Its touchscreen was amazing, very, very responsive. The button layout, the ergonomics of the camera, absolutely brilliant. brilliant. So it doesn't matter if you're a newcomer to this camera or you're a seasoned pro with Canons, the second you move over to this camera, it just is very, very good to use. It's very easy to use, and it feels very comfortable in your hand. It weighs only 650 grams, and for packing that amount of Absolutely. spec into a camera that size, that is so goddamn impressive, you know? Fully agree with you. You know what? It does put a lot into a small body. Um, so, yeah. And also, if you're trying mm-hmm. to save weight from a, a hiking point of view, then no better buy. For sure. For sure. Uh, it's also got IBIS and uh, for time lapse, it's got the time lapse function video feature. Then you can shoot 8K, 4K, or 1080 for your internal intervalometer. And the one little kind of caveat that I'll just finish off in kind of specs wise, which I absolutely loved and I always wanted in my cameras, but it was only ever in the 1DX kind of series, is the voice memo. So if you take a photograph uh, at a parade and you work for a newspaper, you take a photograph of Macy Gray in the crowd and you go over oh, I just took your photograph what's your name for the paper Macy Gray you just press a button and so I go Macy Gray to that file and then you have their, their name you don't have, gone are the days where you go what's your name girl yeah, you yeah. have a, a buyer on a pen image pad and all 3694 I really yeah. gotta reset those numbers because there's too much to be writing every time yeah yeah you know that's pretty cool I absolutely love that I would love that in R5 when I'd use it, I'd probably never, but I just like the idea of having it, you know? It's shiny. It's something cool, yeah. You know, you do like those extra things. So, let me ask you a question. You skipped by sure. one there, which was the um, the IBIS. So, yeah. it's the first camera you've ever used that has IBIS. Uh, you had it in the Sony, I think, did you? I had it in the Sony. I think I did. I'm almost certain I did. Okay. How, I, how did you find I'm, it? Did, I'm, I'm pair, pairing it up with the... Like, we haven't even touched on the lenses yet. Like, you know, pairing it up with the lenses... Was it good yeah. using the in-body stabilization as long with the len- with the lenses, or was it not needed, or was it? It was very good. It was very <coughs> very good. Uh, the ESR was is fine as long as you've got kind of uh, IS, and it's still a bit shaky from time to times. But the ESR five is just it's, it. It's amazing. I, I you have to experience for yourself. It's pointless me just telling you. Oh, it's amazing. It's this. It's that. You have to experience for yourself. It's it's phenomenal. I uh, it's the best I've ever used. Well, okay. Let me let me help you finish it up, right? Let me ask you two mm-hmm. favorite things, two least favorite things. Are you going to get one? Okay, two favorite things um, is four K one twenty. Okay, that's definitely one of my favorite things. 
the other favorite thing, thing is the dynamic range yeah. of the camera. Okay. It's phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Two least favorite things is time lapses. Mm-hmm. Editing them. Maybe they can fix that with firmware. Maybe, I don't know, file sizes. Maybe you can downgrade your megapixels. I would love the idea of being able to push it back from 45 down to 30 mm-hmm. for time lapses or something, or even lower. Mm-hmm. I would love that. But, uh, can I you not do that in, in the raw quality file? You know, normally where you can scroll across yeah. and you get one that has a smooth I, line and one that has a jaggedy line. I didn't have too much time in the camera, if I'm being mm, honest, okay. and I didn't look for it. I only ha- I, and I got it at a bad time, to be, yeah, yeah. To be totally honest. Yeah. I didn't bad time for me too, but go on, stop rubbing it in, will you? What was the, le- what was the other <laughs> thing that you didn't <laughs> like about it? The price, is it? The price would probably be up there, yeah. Um... But I can't give out about the price because what you get in the camera is it's worth the price. Yeah. So I don't think I can give out about that. Um, oh, I think the uh, after five gigs, the yes, the slowness, the slowness that annoyed me. That actually really annoyed me because <laughs> with time lapses, if I'm importing, so yeah, it's all down to time lapses. There you go. So if you want to do time lapses, don't get do Canon EOS R5. R5. But if you yeah. want to take amazing pictures and get amazing quality with dynamic range, oh. get an EOS R5. And if you want to do video and have some ridiculous specs, and you have got endless, your your, your part shares in SanDisk, and you can just you know pick up those bricks of memory there, just like thrown away, whatever. Then use them for 8K video, film away yeah. to your heart content. You will not get better quality. And bringing all the stuff we can and have to offer and now bringing into the flagship. Is it really a flagship? Is it deserving of that? Is it something that you want? So in my last, like I said, are you getting one? No. Sticking to your guns? I'm quite happy sticking to my guns. And I've said it ages ago and I'm still saying it now. I absolutely love my Canon ESRs. I absolutely love them. They are absolutely brilliant. They're freaking bulletproof. I've put them through quite a bit, you know. I I I I'm going to ride those cameras until they absolutely. Yeah, on the USR, yeah. baby. Yeah. And what did I what did I say to you the other day? If I saw another USR on sale there somewhere for handy money, I'd buy it now and just leave it in the corner. I know that's why I got that Didn't one. I? <laughs> so that you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I got <laughs> a camera me. that Dermot wanted that he couldn't mm. have. Oh yeah. I controlled your <laughs> gas, Dermot. You can thank me later. Thanks, Darren. Thank thanks. Ah, it's okay. I bought a car this week. So oh, shiny. Yeah, <laughs> I have a need a new car. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Look, I absolutely loved playing with R5. And I would buy one if I was looking for a new camera and I had a lot of money. But if I was on a budget and I was looking, uh, kind of planning strategically, I would go and buy the, the Canon ESR over the R6. And R5. And then buy lenses if I wanted to. So that's my 100% honest opinion. If I was a Sony shooter, I would I would seriously think about jumping to the Canon R5. But then you got to think about, you got to recycle, you got to buy all new lenses. Nice. So you got to get rid of your old ones and then buy all new ones. So I think Canon has caught it. Like, okay, let's be not be around the bush. Canon were kind of lagging behind Sony for a bit there. They've caught up. Yeah. And if, in my opinion, they, they really have, and they've probably passed them out with this camera. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And don't come back to me saying, oh, the Sony A6 or A-S3, whatever. Feck off, they're two entirely different cameras. Yeah. The A6 is just a video camera that will shoot odd still for you. Yeah. Okay, so don't come back to me saying this, that, and whatever. The Canon R5 is a flagship Canon. Our flagship camera. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm a flagship. It's just <laughs> hear me roar. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Go buy one if you have the money. If you can afford it, I do encourage you to go buy it. But if you don't and you're on a budget like myself, rent one. Go with the, uh, go get the ESR. F- f- ESR. Just ESR. Or rent it's amazing. One. Rent an R5 if you can. Yeah, absolutely. You know, get the feeling, make up your own mind. Because you know what? It's a bitter pill to swallow if you have to spend 5,000 euro to figure out that you don't like a camera. Then you're going to sell it straight yeah. away. And you're going to be, oh, okay. Now, mind you, there is in demand, so you'd probably get the money you paid for it back pretty quickly. But <coughs> over time, you're going to lose yeah. money on that very quickly. 
Well, here, here's one for you, Darren, right? Uh, one of the members of my workshop there recently, right? Uh, I won't mention his name just in case he wants to keep it quiet. He bought the Canon ESR5, and he's an amateur photographer, but a very, very good amateur photographer, and he's, he's getting better each week. Uh, but he didn't fork out five grand for the camera, or was it 4,800 or something? He's buying it on uh, finance, so he's paying 200 euros a month for this camera. Which is very affordable, so it's like renting it in a weird way, but you get to own it at the end of the day. No, interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. For like for myself, I don't think I could afford that camera. So yeah. it's an it's not a bad idea to go go that route. It is, and look, okay, quick, quick. Mm. Like it's going to cost you money to have that camera because you're paying two hundred a month. Okay, so you're going to pay twenty four hundred a year. You probably have it there mm. for a three-year um, uh, lease agreement or okay. higher purchase. So you're paying basically, what, €7,200 over the course of three years for a €5,000 camera. So it's going to cost you €2,000 to have a camera for three years. And then when you want to spend and sell on that camera, it's now after depreciating. So now it's valued at around about €3,000. Yeah. So, yeah, it can... It, it is a way of doing it, absolutely. I fully agree. If you can't go and spend the money right now, then it's really, really hard to do that. But yeah, you can get it. That's why higher purchase systems are in place. But it will end up costing you more money because you're actually paying more for the value of something that's coming yeah. down every day. So that gap is getting bigger. But absolutely, yeah. do it. You know what? If you, could, if you could do it, but you can't. But if you could do it, that you could get a higher purchase agreement that you could cancel at any time. Yeah, go get it and then cancel it two months later or three months later, and you know if you like it or not. If you want to keep it, then keep it, yeah. yeah. But yeah. For sure. <clears throat> All right, Darren, <clears throat> let's wrap this bad boy up. Look, it's been an absolute joy coming back on the podcast. Uh, can't wait to get back on again now because uh, I've had so much fun uh, slagging and ripping you to shit about <laughs> <laughs> all these little things. That was good fun. It was good fun, wasn't it, buddy? It was. It was good. Good to have you back on. You know, stop messing around the place now. You know, you know, you miss it so much. Don't mind saying you're so busy, you can't do it. All that malarkey. Get back on. Let's yeah. talk about shiny. <coughs> I'm like you. The voice going as well. We think we're running out of time. That's it. <laughs> I stopped talking. We are. I've been Darren. You've been Dermot. Stop before. Yo. Hey guys, if you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week, and remember, keep shooting.